Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? Today, I want to help you to quiet your mind by learning to see the functionality of your mind, what I call the drunk monkey. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I am bringing you your daily enlightenment. This is your moment to pause, to slow down, to get to connected to enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. So let's start by taking a deep breath in together and holding it as long as we can. Just take that in. Close your eyes if it's appropriate. Don't close your eyes if it's not appropriate. Don't worry about it. Just keep taking these long, slow, deep breaths. Repeat after me. Please set the intention for enlightened consciousness to flow through, to experience the purity of my own consciousness, to know that all is well, to embrace life, people, and circumstances exactly as they are. Please set the intention to release my need for things to be different, to practice total and complete acceptance of all people in all situations at all times, including myself. Now take a deep breath in, and I just want you to connect with the idea that all is well. And I just want you to keep taking these deep breaths, and I want you to ponder this idea. Suffering stems from the drunk monkey. Now, the drunk monkey is a nickname that I created to describe that part of your mind that's responsible for the incessant nonstop commentary that robs you of your peace of mind and blocks you from experiencing quiet mind. And I know that it's grammatically incorrect, right? It should be the drunken monkey. Uh, but back in 1991, you know, I was in my 20s partying like a rock star, and I was, I was deeply immersed in personal development work. My father is a, a you know, personal development mentor in the real estate industry. And when the concept of the monkey mind was introduced by Jose Silva to me, uh, in, he's the creator of the Silva Mind Control Method, he mentioned it in one of the audios or something that I was listening to or a book. And I just thought to myself, gosh, you know, if, 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 if there's a monkey mind, well, I think my mind is more like a drunk monkey. And I began to use that metaphor in my practice, in my coaching practice, in my trainings that I was doing at the, at the time. And ultimately, this has become one of the pillars of the rapid enlightenment process, which includes awareness of the drunk monkey, awareness of the hidden motives to survive, recontextualization. You probably heard me talking about that in the, the last episode, 22, and piercing the veil of denial using a technique called muscle testing. So you may have heard the drunk monkey called many things, right? The, the monkey mind, the lizard brain, whatever, right? But whatever label you're using, this animal part of your biology has a very legitimate job, and that is to keep you safe and to keep you alive. And over time, uh, you start to become aware that the drunk monkey is really just a great survival tool, but it's really terrible for thriving. In fact, in order to live in an enlightened state, you, you actually have to transcend the survival mind. You must see the drunk monkey as purely biological. And this allows you to step back from your life and examine if feeling stressed or anxious or overwhelmed or any of the other negative feelings are really necessary. And, and I think ultimately you're going to discover that negativity for you is not actually necessary. When you're experiencing joy, 
it's much easier to handle your day-to-day challenges. When you have peace of mind, when you have a sense of well-being, it increases our creativity, our effectiveness, our resourcefulness, our ease and our flow. These are all indicators that you're in a thriving state, that you're connected to the context that all is well, that we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety. So awareness, awareness is the key. Awareness of the drunk monkey allows you to confront complex situations and easily conquer them. When you have the ability to see the drunk monkey rambling and reacting to this and that, you start to see the situation from a totally different perspective. You're able to respond in an effective manner. You know that all is well and you respond accordingly because you know that all is well. So effectiveness, resourcefulness, ease and flow, you know, these are not the domain of the drunk monkey, okay? The, the drunk monkey is the mouthpiece of the survival mind. Ultimately, as you continue to engage the rapid enlightenment process with me, the drunk monkey will stop talking to you. That's my promise to you. And you'll transition into a state of pervasive peace filled with wonder and joy you'll experience a quiet mind. Doesn't mean that you won't have ups and downs. The ups and downs still continue. You have breakdowns and breakthroughs over and over and over and over, but it's the severity that gets so dramatically reduced. So here's the question. How did the drunk monkey get so much control over us? Well, the mistake is believing that you are the drunk monkey, that all that talking in your head is actually you, but it's not. The talking in your head is not you at all. Have you ever noticed that you can't even control the talking in your head most of the time? I mean, the drunk monkey just rambles and reacts to things whether you want it to or not. And I've created over time something called the game changer process. It's a context. And it really is that awareness makes you flexible which reveals new options, and that makes you powerful. You're not the talking in your head. You're the one who's doing the listening. You're listening to the talking in your head, but it isn't you. You're the one who's witnessing your thoughts. Thoughts happen whether you participate or not. And you know this because you see that trying to control your thoughts is nearly impossible. Sometimes you can do it, right? You can do it for sort of prolonged periods of concentration or meditation. But as soon as you're, you're interrupted, here comes the survival mind. It just it kicks in. The drunk monkey in your head leads to endless frustration and negativity. When you believe that the thinker in your thoughts are you, the, th- the thinker in your thoughts, I'm not sure that's the right way to say it, but the thinker of your thoughts, how about that? When you believe that the thinker of your thoughts is you, uh, you're in trouble because you'll never be able to transcend it. Now, this is really, let's just want to do a little side note here, okay? This really is the number one problem with self-help and the reason that people get stuck in what I call the personal development prison When you inaccurately believe that you are your thoughts, you believe that your mind can be dominated with positivity, and it can't. 
You seek to control the biological nature of thinking in an effort to experience more joy, but that, that doesn't work. That's like using a car engine to brew a pot of coffee. They, those are different things. Using a survival mechanism in an attempt to experience peace of mind is, it's illogical. Yet you and I, I guarantee you, we've spent countless years trying to do that. But my hope is that it stops here and that today is the day that you release trying to change your thinking to change your life. And instead, you transcend the motive for thinking. Thinking is merely a biological function. It is just brain chemistry. Thinking is just energy moving through the neurons of your brain. You are not the drunk monkey, just like you're not your body. You're the one observing your body. Your body is doing so many things without you. Think about it like this. You don't beat your heart, right? You don't maintain your, pal your, your balance. You don't digest your food. These are all automatic biological functions. And upon examination, you begin to see that thinking is also just a biological function. So I want you to just slow down with me, okay? Take another deep breath in. Hold your breath and let's just ponder this thought. Your body operates independently of you. It's doing what it's doing without your input most of the time in most of the categories. Your mind, the drunk monkey, is also a part of your biology. In other words, it operates independently of you. Now, have you ever laid down at night wishing that your mind would stop talking so you'd go to sleep? But then it doesn't. That's the drunk monkey doing its job. It's planning, it's ruminating, it's forecasting, it's strategizing, it's, it's re uh, replaying, it's lamenting, it's problem solving. It's thinking basically whatever it wants to, whether you want it to or not. But if you keep working on this, not for long, okay? The drunk monkey is not designed for enlightenment. It's not designed to recognize that all is well. That's not its job. It has no use for the idea that we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety because the drunk monkey is a survival mechanism. You're committed to thriving. You don't seek a quiet mind and living an epic life because you're in a survival state. You're committed to thriving. Joy, peace, happiness, satisfaction, prosperity, love, contentment. Those are not survival pursuits. They're the pursuits of a person who is thriving. Now, here's the deal. The talking in your head is a nonstop survival machine that is relatively useless if you want to live a quiet mind and have an epic life. Like I said, awareness makes you flexible, which reveals new options and that gives you power. Awareness of the drunk monkey is empowering. The more you see the drunk monkey at work in your life, the more epic your life will become. So let's talk about the drunk monkey in action here. Here are some basic descriptions to help you to see the drunk monkey in action. The drunk monkey talks to you and it takes you out of action on the things that are important to you. So you have this important stuff and the drunk monkey basically talks you out of it because you're going to discover that the drunk monkey believes that it's psychic 
and that it can predict the future. And you're also going to discover that it always predicts a negative future. That's the drunk monkey's job. But upon examination, you'll see that it's using an unconscious reflex to predict a future that isn't coming and that that's an actual process that the drunk monkey uses. Now, the drunk monkey is also your anti-cheerleader. So it makes fun of you, it mentally abuses you, it calls you names, it tells you that you can't do things, it tells you that that won't work, and that's really valuable, actually, because the drunk monkey is trying to get you to avoid things that might hurt you. The drunk monkey also distracts you with the unimportant. It tries to move you away from things that are potentially harmful by getting you to watch your favorite show or, or do some Facebook, uh, you know, uh, scanning or, you know, just do some web browsing. But it basically moves you away from doing the things that are important because the things that are important are potentially stressful or harmful or you'll get, um, you know, you get rejected or whatever. So think about it like this. What you want your deepest desires, your, your creative pursuits, your goals, they all threaten the status quo. And the drunk monkey is a survival machine. It fears change. It wants to keep the status quo in place because that is what is known. Change represents a threat. Change represents a threat to what is known. So if you want to break from the pack and do what inspires you, the drunk monkey is going to use its mental emotional tools to literally disrupt you and bring you back to the status quo. That's his job. It's not a bad thing at all. Now, the drunk monkey's tools are very familiar to you. To put it in one word, the drunk monkey uses negativity. So here's a list to help you get connected to the tool set of the drunk monkey. Fear, doubt, Worry, anxiety, bitterness, agitation, condemnation, agony, crankiness, loneliness, defeat, animosity, discouragement, grimness, humiliation, impatience, being crushed, getting angry and upset, being pissed off, resisting. You get the picture, right? When the drunk monkey's job is, is essentially to motivate you to avoid harm and to seek the status quo, to seek homeostasis. And that means that in the drunk monkey's view of the world, you'll survive longer. Think about it like this. Anything other than a quiet mind is just a drunk monkey trying to motivate you to focus on survival. Anything other than, than a quiet mind is just a drunk monkey trying to motivate you to focus on survival. And I want you to remember that thriving is not the domain of the drunk monkey. To achieve a quiet mind and live an epic life, you must be able to notice the drunk monkey using its tools to motivate you. Awareness is critical. After you trigger awareness, then you're going to have to practice seeing the situation as it is, right? So awareness is key. But then you have to see the situation as it is rather than being blinded by the biological motives of the drunk monkey. This is the practice. So understanding the drunk monkey is really just the beginning. The next step is to create an awareness of what fuels the survival mind. And that's where the hidden motives to survive come into play. But for now, just see the drunk monkey in action, will you? Today, will you just notice it? Will you just observe it? Will you acknowledge it? 
Don't make the drunk monkey wrong. Don't fight back. Just see it operating. Notice that it's a machine, that it's a mechanism. All is well, my friend. Even the drunk monkey is perfect exactly as it is. If you fight against it, you'll activate more of it. You can't use survival consciousness to create enlightened experiences. My name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind Epic Life. Thank you for tuning in to this daily enlightenment. Mm -hmm.